Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. All right, I am super excited and super pumped today to have Alicia Wade in my presence. Now, a lot of people don't know, but she's been one of the most amazing inspirations in my life since I've read her book, and I'm privy to say that I actually coached her. I coached her. So many years ago, we met at ICI, and we did a coaching course, Metadynamics, together, and we got the opportunity to coach each other. Do you remember that, Alicia? Oh my gosh, yes. I just came to my mind and I went, oh my gosh, all those like thoughts that I had about myself and how like I really minimized who I was back then. So, and thank God, thank God you're not still that person. And thank God I'm not still that person. I would definitely wouldn't be a podcaster and you wouldn't be a successful author. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I can't even believe that this is actually happening. So yeah, it's crazy with what happens when you really take a dive into the personal development journey. And I wanted to say before we get started today, thank you so much for giving up your time today. And thank you for being my first person that I get to interview. And I'm going to be starting a new segment on my podcast, which is all about real women getting real results in the real world. And I really want to be that person that celebrates and cheerleads and is I am really passionate about sharing other women's journeys and you know especially women that have been on a significant journey and let's be honest all of us have been on a journey we've all learned a thing or two and both of us as coaches know that it's actually much much more than that it's actually transformational and you know by us transforming our life we create that ripple effect into the wider community and both of us I know are really passionate about making a difference and giving back and contributing to others in the world you know we want to make an impact at a global level and you know at the end of the day isn't that what it's actually all about most definitely and I I want to take the time to say thank you for inviting me to this first episode of your new adventure like congratulations on taking that first step that first step is always the hardest as we say as coaches you've got to push through that fear and feel the fear anyway and just do it and get it out there so I'm really honored to be in your proximity and be one of the first people to be interviewed here today I mean it from the top and bottom of my heart it means so much so thank you you're not one of the first you are like the first I'm like (laughs) oh So I thank you for taking the opportunity and your message is received and much appreciated. So one of the reasons that I was super excited, and there is many reasons that I would love to have in a podcast, and I'm sure this is not going to be the first and only real woman that I'm going to have you here. I'm sure there's going to be lots and lots of questions coming up after this interview. However, one of the biggest things that I really wanted to share and understand at a greater depth was actually that that first book that I read of yours, uh, Be Outstanding, which you have there up on the screen. And what actually happened is I saw it on a uh, post on your Facebook page and I thought, OMG, it was probably an F in there, but let's just keep it real today. OMG, and I thought, you have actually gone and become an author. And I, I just had to go and buy it straight away. So I went straight on Amazon, boom. And I remember purchasing it and just looking at that cover and I thought the The title blew me out of the water and I thought, you're speaking my language, you're filling my heart right now. Like I am so super grateful that you were going to be seen and be heard. And I had no idea about your past, none whatsoever. So I started and I read it. I was downstairs and I actually continued reading the book when I was in Cairns, Australia last year, because it's the type of book that every single person I believe on the planet can resonate with there is a story every chapter is like something extraordinary and 
there was there were chapters in there that I highly resonated with that brought up some stuff for me and I was just like how can you you are me like you are me like who are you and and I was looking at a reflection in the mirror so I had actually had to put the book down and at the time I was like who is this extraordinary person sharing at such a deep honest level like where did you get your courage and your bravery to to actually write a book number one but to do it at such a level where I guess for me it was like you are exposing every it was like you were naked standing in front of of the world and I wasn't I didn't have goosebumps I was almost vomiting for you if I could be that honest that's how that's how deep and personal this book is so I guess what I'd love to know is what the hell possessed you to go so freaking deep on book number one like Jesus there was like no stuff no no nothing you just went straight on in there and you just you got the heart strings you got the head strings you got the triggers you got all parts of everybody like Jesus you left nothing on the table in my eyes so if you could share from your perspective, what what the fuck were you thinking, Alicia? Like, because it's a beautiful book, but holy shit, man, you went to a whole other level I haven't seen from a lot of authors. And that's and that was one of the uh, biggest fears of myself was exposing myself. And I read the book "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway" by Susan Jeffers, and I thought and I thought to myself, I, okay, so. I wrote, it's funny you said that you read the story up in Cairns. So when I was writing my story, I actually was traveling from Harvey Bay, Queensland to Cairns for three months. So that's pretty freaky that you're in Cairns because this is where I was writing my story was on my travels. What I realized to the point where I started writing it, like I'm with, uh, I was with uh, ICI and uh, one of the levels said to write a bestseller and I went, you know what, I need to get my, my story out. I started doing a book called Your Success and talking about my defining moments mm -hmm. and I realised that I had many defining moments, more than the average person. When I started to talk about my story with a lot of people in the coaching world, they're like, man, how have you survived? How? They go, a lot of people and a lot of people that have been in my proximity are like, we're so grateful and lucky that you're still here. I, I, if I went through that, I wouldn't be living and breathing with what you've endured and what you have gone through. You're so resilient and you're so strong. Yet there was this little person, little little Alicia, that still found herself shy, timid, not good enough to write a story. So when I came to writing my story, it took about three months to write. And three months. Three months. Yeah. I had to get it. all of that out. And when I say all of it, when people purchase this book, they're gonna get this, right? They, they don't even have like they they don't they're not even getting the impact of this book. Exactly. How on earth did you do that in three months? Like that in itself is a mission. Exactly right. And I work with a lot. I actually help people with writing their stories now. Um, I am a book mentor and help people become self-published authors as well to get their stories out. I wanted to get out of my head. And there's a saying in the coaching world, when you're in your head, you're dead. Yes. And I wanted to come more from this heart space. I wanted to, I was living an ambitious driven world and that was succeed, hit these goals, hit that goal, blah, blah, blah. And I still did that within the coaching world, except it was a different form of achievement. It was more meaningful. It was more purposeful. It wasn't to please other people. It was actually for me because what I was doing before was doing it for others, except for myself. So I ended up becoming very depressed, fell through anxiety. There's a chapter there about my mental breakdown that I had seven years ago. And I just needed to talk about this openly. And what I realized is when I started to talk about my story and what had actually happened for me and to me was that people had been holding on to their stories as well and hadn't let go of the feelings and emotions. And when you start to release those feelings and emotions, you start to see those energy shifts within your body. Mm -hmm. um, we know when you hold on to emotions that it creates diseases, it creates illnesses. So it's really important that people 
learn different ways on how they can express because when you feel you heal and we hear this in the coaching world as well and now with me doing my master's in applied positive psychology a lot of that is talking about feelings and emotions and you know you don't have to be positive all the time but learning to accept all the feelings and the emotions of the color wheel and if those emotions come up and you're trying to suppress it well maybe call out to someone so yeah it did take a lot of courage and I kid you not, I wrote another story that I was meant to publish. So I wrote that in a week on goals. I still have that book. It hasn't been published yet. Yet. I love that yet. <laughs> yes, because um, there's great stories in there. However, I know with the goals that I've achieved, I can add in some, interject some more, more information into this book. And uh, much more than that, with some of the case studies that I've got with my current clients, I want to interject some of those milestones as well. So it's not just about me. It's also about my clients' achievements as well when you, when you set goals and you set out to achieve them. Um, so, yeah, when I went to this book uh, retreat, I had so many doubts about myself. Mm. I was like, who am I to write a story? Who am I to be an author? I failed English in year 12. I sat outside the classroom um, learning how to read and write. So English has been a foreign language to me. Mm. And it's been something that I've always worked on my whole entire life. I'm still getting help to this day. I'm doing my master's and I'm learning how to write academia again, which is a whole, I've been out of. Whole the, of a level. Yeah, I've been out of that world for 11 years. So it's getting back into that because I've been teaching myself to tell stories and talking in first person. Now it's like, oh, okay, now I have to go to academia. And I'm like, oh my gosh, your mindset. Remember, you've got to switch. So it's about practicing and building up that muscle again. Mm. So we're always learning. So when I came to talk about my story and do a five-minute TED talk in front of uh, the people that were in this book retreat, I got a stylist, I got a photo shoot, I got to talk about my story, and everyone's like, your story must come out. Yeah. And there, I was scared. I was so scared because it was, like you said, it was like I was naked on, on the stage, ready, real and raw. There is a story that is missing from it and that story, there is another story that is coming out soon. Um, however, I wanted to talk more about my defining moments and what had happened in my life. Yeah. So there's always things that are coming up and more layers to me and people then understand and can resonate. Like you said, you saw parts of you. Mm. When I started to get that feedback, mm. acknowledgement and validation from others, I realised that my story was much more powerful than I anticipated. I just thought, oh, who am I? I'm, I'm just an early childhood educator. I'm just, I've just been a director. I've just, I kept minimising myself in all of my achievements. I even was early childhood educator of the year, a finalist in 2013, and I still minimised who I was. I didn't own my power. I didn't own my uniqueness. Mm. Um, because of all of these defining moments of being teased that I wasn't good enough, I was fat, I was this, I was that. I'm also a survivor of domestic violence, so I was always yeah. being belittled all the time. And when, you, when you've got your external world giving you negative feedback all the time constantly, you start to believe that. And what I realised is we're more powerful beyond measure. The thing is we don't fear, the things that we don't fear, the things we think we fear, it's not what we fear. It's we fear how successful we can be. Mm. And what a powerful I, message, right? Is, exactly right. Is the fear of who we can be. And I'm really curious, and I'm, I bet that everyone listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube is what or who did you need to be? What did you need to embrace to, to put all of you out there on that title? When I went through the process of going through my defining moments, yeah. I realised that um, through the resources and the tools, doing inner child work, taking uh, doing timeline therapy on myself and visualising those things on, you know, meeting my younger me and healing myself, it was much more powerful. So some of those chapters, like, yes, I poured that out from my heart, but mm. each of those chapters, I was healing part of my timeline mm. because um, one of the chapters, it talks about my addictions in life. So I used to suppress to, uh, to, to 
hide all of the depression and the anxiety I had because it was a great hit of endorphins and adrenaline and it gave me this euphoric feeling. On top of that, um, I felt connected, I felt belonged. And so it was, I forgot what the question was. Well, I was just thinking right then. Who I need to be. That's right. Yes. Who I needed to be. And also you felt good enough. Like you've said in the book that you found your tribe. It may not have been the right tribe. Right. And it was like all of these things were connecting. And I thought, well, everybody goes through those experiences, but you had to change. You had to become someone. Who was that person? Exactly right. That someone was someone that is resilient, someone that is strong, that is someone that's courageous mm. and realizes because we're told as children to be, well, I was told children yeah. are seen and not heard. I think that's general, isn't it? Like, it is. No, and we don't talk about that. Exactly right. So shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Or shh, you're too young to know that. And so these create limiting beliefs and limiting thought patterns in your mind. And I realized that I was actually holding back a lot. Mm. And when I became more vulnerable, and this is who I needed to be, and you say this, vulnerable, authentic, whatever that word is for people, but when I became more vulnerable and shared more parts of me, yeah, I realized that I have deeper relationships and that's what mm-hmm. it comes down to. We are human beings. Human me- beings are supposed to be connected together and unfortunately over the last few years we've, we've lost that, connect- that human connection And so it's bringing those connections back into this world. My story couldn't have come out a better time, to be honest, for people, but it's being vulnerable. It's being open. It's about talking about our feelings and emotions. And I've worked 20 years in early childhood education and we teach the children to open up with their emotions. And that's something that has changed. Yeah, something that has changed. A lot of people say, oh, it needs to be in schools. It needs to be in um, childcare or early childhood services. It is there. It comes down to the educators and the teachers implementing this into the curriculum. It's there. There's some great leaders in the industry talking about filling up your cup, your power cup, your connection cup, your fun cup, your mastery cup. You know, and I, I love I, that. There's all these different cups that we have access to, and we're yeah. never taught this. Well, I certainly wasn't as a child, and my parents, I know, were. So now knowing that you're working in that industry and you're able to do that, what does that give you? What does it give me? It gives me fulfillment, to be honest. If I think of one word, fulfillment. And success mm. without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. We know many mentors yeah. have made this. And it, it's a really powerful one. And if you can feel that sense of fulfill, fulfillment, that's success. And I know when you say that, your energy is like, that's success. Fulfillment is success. Exactly right. And, and that's what I want to bring is that passion, that love, that deep sense of gratitude because you you'll know when you feel it because it goes out from your head spinning round and round to all of a sudden you feel warm and fuzzy and the heart starts racing and you're like right here we go this is what people are talking about and if we can do more work like this your reality is completely going to change and because I got out of that head and thinking about my life and blaming, shaming, being so hard on myself, addictions. Then I became a gym junkie and then was, you know, punishing. We don't even want to get into that addiction, but we that would be absolutely another that we could link up together and have some um, exactly right. crossover values there. Is it? Are we a gym junkie or are we just having a nice resourceful addiction on the side that no one wants to know about because everyone... <laughs> It's not going to judge us, but that's a whole other conversation, right? That's exactly right. And so, yeah, and then, you know, I was punishing my body in, and my mindset in so many different ways. And realistically, it was about me being more kind to myself. Going away, like I said, yes. that ambition-driven world where you're beating yourself up, blaming, shaming, come on, you can do harder, come on, come on, come on, that hustle, that grind. And the corporate world does that because it's very competitive. Yeah, and it even actually does. Even when you go into franchising and you're with franchises or corporate industries, there's always this competition. When you drop out of that competition and just peel it back and just be who you want to be, your mission, your vision, what comes from here, totally changes because you're doing things Mm. with more purpose, more drive, and you actually accelerate much further than what you anticipated. And that's what I've noticed on who I need to be. 
yeah. me, me slowing down, even though others may think I'm still sped up, my slowing down has actually sped up a lot of the stuff that I've done in my life. So yes, I was hustling and grinding before, but there was all these roadblocks. Now that I'm coming from this of me being authentic and real and true to me, mm. my life is accelerating. I'm in such flow. And there's so much research on flow because time starts to go. And honestly, I can't believe we're nearly in June. Like that's, yeah, that's exactly. We're already halfway through the year. It's crazy. I remember when it was November, December, and these years are going so fast because I'm enjoying every single day. I get to have an hour nap every day. I get to choose when I work and where I want to work and who I want to work with, what I want to do. And when you can do that, that's who you're being. You're actually having a state of being rather than doing, doing. doing. Yeah, I love it's about, you know, like for the podcast, it's all about for me, helping women create life by design as opposed to life by default. And you're a living example of that. You get to do what you want, when you want, with who you want. And that's yep. the ultimate in success that's going to bring fulfillment in my eyes. You know what I mean? So I just think, you know, that's why you inspire me and continue to inspire me. And what I would love to know is when you were writing the book, what do you think was the hardest chapter for you to write? It's really And, wh and why? It's really interesting you bring this up because I had a chapter that was hard for me to write and express. And that was me, um, I think it was peer pressure off the top of my head. Hold up. And, and people would be quite surprised when I say this. Mm. Uh, teenage, teenager, uh, teenage peer pressure. That was the hardest for me to write because I felt so embarrassed that embarrassed, shamed. Um, I didn't want people to know about I was put into this situation when I could have said no. Yeah. Uh, but now if you were to say now, um, there's been a few things where I've been offered to step up as a leader in my community and I've been knocked down. And now I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have read this, wrote, written the stuff about the drugs and the addiction. And then I thought, hold on a second. There's so many celebrities out there that do drugs, that do alcohol, that have these addictions. This is real information. This is real stuff where people go through. And yes, I have, and I have been open and honest about having a relapse recently because it triggered mm -hmm. off. Because when you're blamed and shamed about your story, you think all the triggers and all the emotions come back up and it's a test to see okay well how much have you grown from this and yeah. what I've realized through this there's been a, a very big uh, shift for me um, in terms of my spirituality in terms of my belief in I used to say universe a lot or higher power because I couldn't say the word God because of my mental breakdown and what happened to me so yeah. I said I disconnected from God, so to speak. However, right now I have so many people that have strong beliefs with God and the Holy Spirit. I don't want to get too gaudy here, but that has shifted me to come even more from a heart space mm. to realize that no, no, you're here to shine light on people. Absolutely. And the messages that you get through spirituality, whether that be universe, higher power, this, that, they talk about the light and shining your light. Everybody has a light. Everybody has a darkness. We've got to talk about the darkness and how we transition into this light to help us to move forward because there are dark times. We talk about depression. When we, when we want to put a colour on depression, most people say it's dark, it's heavy, it's horrible and all these yeah. sorts of emotions. And then when you go to this light of size, it's light, it's fluffy, it's bright, it's rainbows, it's colour. It's a huge transformation. And so that's been one of the huge things for me is that tra uh, transformation with me it's helped me to be more mindful mm. more mindful about my body and also my um spirituality and my soul as well like that holistic approach I say it's three dimensions mind body spirit yeah I love that and I was I was actually curious about you know because you have been so authentic and so open and sharing from the heart like I said, it was like you were naked. Like I was actually, one of my questions today was what are some of, you know, you live in a small town and what, what has been, I guess, their view? What has been their opinion? Like you're going to have people 
and again, this isn't purely my assumption, you're going to have people that are going to be threatened, intimidated, or triggered by some of the messages in that book because they haven't processed their own trauma or their own emotions. And how has that played out for you? And so who's who's been, I guess, what's one of the things that has shocked you? And then one of the things that you didn't expect that was like, wow. Two yeah. different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> I have to say, with sharing my story, it's been nothing but positivity. Yes. I've even had uh, older people within. Um, I was uh, president for the QCWA and I had a few members come up to me who were quite older in their 70s, 80s, and give me a hug and say, you know what, you took some skeletons out of the closet and yep. helped me realise that I'm not alone in this and I can let go. Now, for someone that's 70, 60, 70 yep. years old to hold on to that emotion for it. So I'm not just helping people that are young. I thought my book would help teenagers, but to hear that and how much it helps older people is really profound. I didn't realise how powerful my story actually was to the fact that I'm helping older people because I've always looked up to my elders. My elders have always taught yes, me that my mentors and all of that. And me actually helping an older person uh, it, it just blows my mind. I have had the haters. Like there are some people I have had feedback. Oh, good. That means that you're doing some shit good. Like if there's no haters, honey, we've got to bump you I up. Had, I've had, had, had feedback going, oh, you better watch out for her. She's trouble. I'm like, okay, no worries because I'm trying to help people. I'm trouble. No worries. I'll take that feedback on. No worries. That's been a funny one. I also have had. So people have actually said that to you. I have had things come back to me in rounds and it's been interesting which people have been saying it, very well-known people. Now, I'm just curious because I do seminars on this type of thing. Can I just ask, anyone above you, do they criticise you? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They want to squ squash you? Poor poppy syndrome is real in Australia. Oh, it is so amazing. real. So when you start to rise up, people who are higher will try and put you down. And I have had that happen in my town. And okay, you know I'm going to ask this. How did you overcome that? Oh, when I heard that, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. You're nice to my face and say something behind my back. That's nice to know. I will wear a red top to hide the stab wounds. That's what I say. There you go. That's a great thing to say. I've been bullied. I've been, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I've seen, uh, I've seen and experienced the most horrific things ever. I don't think um, words will, will, sticks and stones will hurt my bones, but uh, sticks and stones will hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. I've, I've um, learned that if I have the right people around me who support me, who champion me, that's going to make the difference. When I came into the coaching world and I saw how many people championed each other on, there were people with all walks of life, disabilities, success, this, that. And to see people who actually acted really nice to each other, that's the sort of world I want to create. Yeah. And so those are the sorts of people that I have around my life. If I'm going to have someone that's going to mock me for who I am, they're not the sort of person, although my family are quite fun. They like to take the piss out of each other. So I, I, I wanted to ask, how did they feel reading the book? Right, so before I published my book, hmm. I actually gave um, my mum the draft before it went. It got published. I said, Mum, I'm coming out with my story. I'm going to publish it. It's probably going to go internationally. Who knows mm. what's going to happen with this, but mm. I need you to read this first so you know what's happened with me. Yeah, and with, to see what you think. It was so interesting. She came back to me. She goes, I didn't think you thought all of that. Your life hasn't been that negative. And I'm like, well, this is my life and my perspective and what, what I've felt and, and what I've gone through. I go, but I've worked worked on it. And my mum couldn't be any. She tells me from time to time, even though she takes the piss out of me all the time because that's how we do it in our house. Yeah. Um, and um, she goes, I couldn't be more proud of where you've come from. There's been a lot Your of. Your mum, you need to hug her from me today because. For her to put her emotions aside and be able to embrace all of you and show unconditional love, if there's any mums out here, you need to take this on board because that melts my heart. 
I am so grateful and so lucky for the family that I have. Like when I had my mental breakdown, everyone knows I live with my mum, my dad, my grandmother, a flatmate. Some people would find that, you know, that they're, they're not good enough, they're out of control with their life. Do you know what What I've realised? That my grandfather, before he passed, he said family come, family come first. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be there to support yep. you. You yep. may have those disagreements. You may have the things. I know there are some cases where it's just not healthy and I understand that. However, if you can mend those relationships within your family, other relationships around you will be rich and full and wholesome as well. Mm-hmm. Think about what you've done and what created your reality because it was your choices and your decisions on how you reacted and responded with the relationships around you. That's been key for me. And my mum has always taught me from the very beginning, just try your hardest. As long as you tried your hardest, that's all that matters in life. And that's been some like a little mantra for me as well. So when I didn't succeed in my exams and all of that, I knew that I tried my hardest. I knew I took it to that step. So that's always played so a part. When we think about that, though, you set exams and you failed. Yeah. Now, oh. now we haven't even tapped into all the successes, and and even though like me and you both look at who we both were those all those years ago, and we think, gosh, we were we were so operating from a headspace, and and now we're more centered, we're more calm, we like to live in flow, and and have success and fulfillment because we're creating our own destiny. But now I've lost track of where I was going. Is what did I have the question for? Where did I start with this, Lesia? It's gone. It's gone. Doesn't matter. But I had another question. My question was role models. Three. Who are your three top role models? Three. I know you're only allowed three. Like if there was no more role models, who would be your three? Three role models. Um, I'm going to, I will, I will acknowledge Santi Phoenix, who is in the early childhood industry, who I spoke about cups. She created the Cup series, so I'm going to give shout-outs to her. She's done positive psychology, and that's what got me into personal development. Um, so I give huge thanks to her. Um, my other role model is Tony Robbins. Absolutely love his stuff. Yes. And then another person that comes to mind, when, Tony Robbins taught me a lot about gratitude, hence, you know, gratitude expert. Beautiful um, T-shirt. And you, you have a range of gratitude. Yes. Things that you do sell. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Talking about accolades and grabbing all of that. So we'll go into that in a minute. Don't let me forget now because it's just too exciting. <laughs> I was thinking about we're all coming to a heart space, but it doesn't mean you don't have to have the external success either, like because you're now worthy of receiving. Exactly. So right. I'd like to tap into a little bit of that. And the third person? Third person that completely um, transformed my life in terms of feeling and sensing more love is Marianne Williamson. Her book, A Return to Love, is really, really profound. Um, Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're stronger beyond measure. That quote, that um, transformed my life and started me on feeling more love in my life because I thought I used to have this belief that uh, I hate the world and the world hates me. Yeah. Can only imagine what and, my reality and, was. Yeah. And lots of people have that, right? That's their current reality. So now I love the world and the world loves me. I love the world and the world loves me. Even though sometimes that doesn't happen all the time. Like when mistakes happen, I still have that inner critic going, oh, my gosh, you should have done that better. That's still You're still up. there all the time. Oh, yeah, the inner critic. And we were talking about this in our masters. What does that inner critic or that inner voice say to you? Like is it negative? Is it positive? And studies actually prove that 9% of our thoughts are negative anyway. So yes. it's about retraining our brain to think in a different way it will think negative but it's about self-reflection it's about that critical analysis and it's becoming more self-aware to the patterns and the behaviors that you talk about in your mind Mm. how true is that right now i need to go back because i know i might forget again but however while i'm on that track so what has your book given you? So if, if people, like, you know, you didn't pass exams, you really struggled through school, you know, you've, I don't want to go too deep into the book, but I do want to go into the book, is there's so many chapters of your book and there's so many reasons why you should not be successful according to society. Correct. So 
tell us a bit about you. What do you do? Where do you hang out? What is your biggest achievements? What have you managed to achieve since this book? What has the book changed about you so that now you're having more of your life by design as opposed to life by default? So what do you do with your time? That You, you oh. mentioned that, you know, you help other authors write their book. I'm one of them, by the way. Like yeah. when I heard that she's like, I'm, I'm, I just help people get their story out. I was like, damn, I know her. I've read her book. And if she can be seen naked, I don't trust anyone else with my story, but I'm going to trust you. So share a little bit of your gratitude, your books, your coaching. What is it that you've achieved? Um, I love this question. And I haven't been asked this question in quite some time. And it's nice to actually reflect because I did have a bit of a setback last year in terms of having to tear a lot of things down and um, having to delete some podcast, a lot of podcasts and media stuff that was online. So rebuilding this has been amazing. And when I reflect, um, I never thought I'd be an author. That was, I thought I would be in early childhood education for the rest of my life. Don't get me wrong, I'm still a big advocate for the industry. I realised through my research and my own studies, being in three states, uh, looking after thousands of children, then getting into life coaching, how imperative the first eight years are for a child and an adult because a lot of our trauma is from naught to eight years. And if we can um, break this cycle, then we start to see changes. And until... And this is why I want to get, this is why I have been in politics and I want to get up there and go, guys, if we can start investing in our younger generations, this is where we'll see the transformation. Mm. So cut a long story short, I've been, I've had the accolades and awards of being international best-selling author on Amazon. My a book hit number one in two categories, which was phenomenal. I could, honestly, it blows my mind that that occurred. It gave me hope. It gave me something to move forward. Um, and through writing my book, I've I've been a guest speaker in a lot of people's workshops. I've had podcasts. I've been interviewed. I've had uh, newspaper clippings, two-page spreads. Uh, I've spoken on stage with, in um, the Brisbane Exhibition Centre, in the Gladstone Exhibition Centre. Um, I've been at uh, launch, uh, business launches. I've gone down to Brisbane and spoken. Um, I never thought I'd speak, like I wanted to speak on stage, but the opportunities that have flowed through to me, have flowed to for me have been amazing. Mm -hmm. I've held um, corporate uh, corporate programs where I focus on health and fitness and talk a bit about my story and give my book as gifts to people. My first 100 books that I actually printed off that didn't have the sticker, I gave most of those out for free because I, I wanted my story out there, so I gave them as gifts to people. Um, I still do because this is a great way for people to know and connect with me. Um, and if they want to work with me in terms of life coaching and that positive psychology aspect, they can without that doubt or not knowing who I am because they get to know who I am on a deep level. Yes. People relate with people. And when people don't understand what people have gone through, there's a bit of a disconnect there straight away. Yeah, you see that with a lot of no offense yeah. to the professionals out there. A lot of most of the professionals don't have that experience, so they don't understand the mindset. They have to learn about it through books. Whereas I think my power is because I've got that experience. Mm. That's my superpower. And because so much stuff has happened, a lot of people come, all walks of life come through to me. It's so, it's so amazing who I meet, who I discover, and the stories that people are holding on to. I've seen huge transformations. Um, now I'm actually seeing my clients. So instead, of, I, I ended up getting uh, two years ago International Life Coach of the Year as well for 2020. Um, That's a massive achievement. That's feedback from my external world saying you're on the right track. Keep yes. going because I wanted to throw the towel in so many times. I still want to throw in the towel sometimes. Okay, I was going to say, so, yeah, exactly. And and we can have setbacks all the time. Oh, then I thought, oh, once I fix up that bit of thing, I'm going to be fixed. Oh no, a new thing comes up and it goes. Another boulder. Another What? The, okay, no worries. I guess there's a lesson to be learned here and to teach others. And that's the thing. I love uh, sharing my humanness with others because people, um, I say it's our lives are imperfectly perfect and yes. we do make mistakes in life. 
But how have you learned from that lesson and how are you going to avoid making that mistake again? And if you made it a second time, well, what did you learn from the first time for you to create the mistake again? And if there's a pattern, uh, maybe seek some help and, and unpack what's going on for you because there's probably something deeper. There's probably a cycle of behavior pattern of behavior that you've witnessed or you've um, seen from your older generation or it might be a generational thing going on in your life start to discover those things um other accolades that have occurred in my life or i'm a author i believe that and i would you would love just to expand on that you just said earlier and you know just for anyone that is interested in this because you know i am going to be co-authoring with you and some other wonderful people that you've managed to collate and that's good. that book's going to be released at the end of the year. But you've also done one just recently. So just share that. And, you know, if anyone wants to get in touch with you about that, like what, what's, what are some of the things, because you said, I can't write a book. I didn't even pass English. I couldn't even learn stuff. Like all of the self-doubt. Now, if someone like you can publish their own book and now you're out there grabbing, you know, like people are just lining up. We've all got a story inside us. And people don't think that they do or they don't want to write their own novel about them. So, you know, what are some of the things you're seeing from people? Because this is obviously oh, another superpower of yours. Exactly right. Um, some people that have come through to me that have written the gratitude book, for instance, and then created journals. And I've got some that are doing trilogies and then doing their own story. So I've got some people in the forgiveness book, they've also been in the gratitude and then they have their own personal story and they've got a trilogy there because that's what that's their belief and their visions and their missions to pass on there. My mission so is can I can I just check there? So they've been part of your first book, right? And when we say your first book, first book with lots of, of authors in there. Right. From there, they never thought they'd have the confidence to be an author. They they did that. You you gave them the tools. Like you coach us through this, you make sure that we get rid of all the demons and the self-doubt and all those sorts of things. And we do one of those scary things like to do that. Now they're going to write their own. Yeah. Yeah. Some are in the process. I've got um, one, two, three, three, three or four that are currently writing their books as we speak. Some have been on the journey for about a year with me. So it's a lot of emotional work and see, this is the thing when you are writing your story, it can take up to a year. Had one, one of the authors nine years to get their story out. They had the story, but didn't know how to publish it or get it out there. And then they did it. And what I'm seeing from this, I have one client, for instance, she ended up getting entrepreneur for the year in her, in her area. And I was just like, here we go. Now, now it's not just me getting awards, it's them getting awards too. And How does that make you feel as a coach? Oh like, you just, like I've got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps You know, like too. that ripple effect that I was talking about right at the beginning, oh like, honey, you are doing that shit. I'm passing by my, uh, my power, my uniqueness, mm. my um, the world complimenting me and rewarding me in these ways to say, keep going, keep on this track. The world will reward you in unusual ways. And when you start to see that and you start to see your clients, you know you've been part of that journey to help people on that journey. It's the same as with the businesses that I'm helping as well. So I do business mentoring as well, help franchise and become small business to company, medium-sized businesses and help with team culture and that. And when I see my clients smash their goals in less than six months, or their financial goals. I'm just like, yeah. and we've got to set bigger goals. You're smashing them quicker than me. And then I think back to when I was a director of childcare center and when I used to get audited and I have my mentors, I do all the stuff within a week and I'm like, what's next? Give me some more stuff. And now I'm attracting those sort of people to me. Mm. And I love it because I see, I see the eagerness. I see people taking things like sponges and still to this day, when I get new clients in, there's that, oh, why do these people want to come to me for? Like I'm getting some- So even after all of this multiple yes. success, you still have almost like an imposter syndrome or a fear thing. Fear yes. to be real and honest about that because oh. people think you get to a certain level and all of a sudden it's that's it. No, no, sometimes no. It up. that shy little Alicia still gets shy and goes, oh, and 
I'm now meeting professionals in the medical industry, scientists and um, people who have exposure to artificial intelligence and the, the technology that I'm seeing right now and what I'm seeing for the future has been amazing. So even though I've had this huge setback that happened last year, with this comeback that's, that is occurring right now, I think is oh, it, it is more than what I anticipated with my setback and my goal in another area. Like that slant, the door slammed on that idea, on that direction ongoing, and an even better door opened for me. So when doors close for you and it isn't successful and you've had that setback, people say doors open, blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize like my gratitude book come out. Now I'm doing the uh, forgiveness book. I realized that I'm making a bigger effect with actually interacting with people. I'm seeing bigger transformations because people have the courage to speak up. And there's so much self-doubt that self-doubt that they're feeling. I, um, I have an understanding. I know what they're feeling. I went through that. We've been there, you've done my it. And, and stomach, my stomach was turning. I nearly threw up at stages because of it. I used to be scared to get on camera. <laughs> Four hours I stood and, like, a lot of people know and say, oh, you're so confident. Four hours to get on a live video. And recently I've uh, taken on the opportunity to be a group fitness instructor, and this is something new for me. In um, <laughs> I knew you would love that. <laughs> And I'm learning about uh, CrossFit. So I've never done CrossFit. I've always done conventional stuff. So I'm learning all these different CrossFit moves, doing strength, conditioning and performance and looking at your body and all of that sort of stuff and how the body moves and going in front of a new audience. And I, I, I still, I, I'm like, I have a different fear. I'm like, going, what is this fear? I've spoken in front of hundreds of people and now I've got this new fear there are new fears that are going to come up and pop up for new opportunities that come. It's about stretching yourself each time to these new levels of yourself. You know you can do it. Just like I said, feel that fear. It's always that first step. It's like when you jump out of a plane. That you can do it. Jump out, I'm going to die. <laughs> you haven't you jump out. And you, you jump it. out. You're going full steam ahead. And then once that parachute comes out, you enjoy that journey and you enjoy the view that's going around with you. And once you land, you can always look back and enjoy the journey that you've been on. So when I look back on my timeline, mm. it's amazing to see the things that I've achieved in four years, four years since I started going really deep into my coaching journey and making mm. that transition. Yeah. Two years into my full-time business. I get feedback saying, wow, you've done so much. There's still so much more that I want to do. Give. So tell us, what's what's in the next five-year plan for you? Share that with us now. Oh, far out. Do we have another hour? No. <laughs> so the next five years, actually, um, currently right now, I do have an office space at home, but I'm hoping to, I'm in the process of creating Harvey Bay Publishing, Harvey Bay HB coaching and publishing hb like a hb pencil everybody goes why just harvey bay hb can be a hb pencil yeah okay and multiple it's, it's founded in harvey bay so that's what i'm talking about and i work with international people so it's not closing me off to the whole entire world and i see that i see a platform where people are sharing their stories i get to put it on there I'm building up all of these books that just have so many stories of transformation and people being successful in their own lives. Uh, research suggests that when you do write, there's a form of healing, like it helps with, it's a form of therapy. So I'm learning a lot about form of therapy and healing. It's like yeah. hurt people got to hurt people, but you got to feel to heal. So which, which, which um, sandpit are you going to play in? Right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And so that's one of my things. Um, I also want to own a few businesses. I always wanted to get a activewear line, which I am in the process. Um, and I've been watching so much. I love people have this thing with TikTok, like that you either love it or you hate it. I absolutely love it because I am seeing some amazing creative entrepreneurs out there that are, if I didn't have this platform, I wouldn't have the ideas that I have right now because I've learned so much as an entrepreneur on how to leverage my income and have multiple income streams. So love the platform when it's used in a resourceful way. And 
TikTok knows what I watch, so it gives me all the good stuff. I don't see any bad stuff, so it's amazing. And you have to be open to growth, right? We're going to evolve or dissolve. So oh, you like that. it, you know, use it. Use it in an empowering way. Like there's pros and cons to everything that's coming our way. Exactly right, exactly right. And it's how you choose to you utilise your time. So for the future, I actually um, have... I've got three books that I'm currently writing in the background. One that I know that's going to be very successful because I'm adapting. I'll give everybody a sneak peek, but I'm go, adapting, on go on, give it to I'm us. Adap- I'm adapting the early years learning, uh, early years learning framework, which is a curriculum for children. It has yes. five outcomes. Now, this is the sneak peek for you guys, but I'm mixing positive psychology coaching and the early years framework to come up with an adult framework or design and have five outcomes. So outcome one, you have a strong sense of identity. Outcome two, you're connected with and contribute to the world. Outcome three, you have a strong sense of uh, well-being. Outcome four, you're a confident and involved learner or lifelong learner. And outcome five, you're an effective communicator. Now, I don't know why this isn't spread into adulthood for adults in the personal development world, but based on what we te- what educators teach for children, yeah. these are the outcomes that we focus on to so children can belong, be, and become. That's the three oh. words, belonging, being, and becoming. Oh. Why not adapt that for adults as well because adults want to feel a sense of belonging. They want that sense of being and they want to become something. We're more powerful than measure. So become that person that you want to be. Yes, I love that. Like that's beautiful. I'm thinking, I'm thinking online courses nationwide through Australia. You know, like this is something that all everybody needs. Everybody needs access to these tools. You know, we have parents that that didn't have the resources that we now have so that they can stop the tribal culture. They can be the difference in the families and show up differently for other people and other communities. And it's going to require people like you to keep on going. Like just keep going, keep going. Exactly right. And it's about getting that message out and, and having more workshops. So my goals is having more workshops, um, being up on stage, teaching my frameworks and stuff that I've learned over my time and coming up with those systems and processes. But if you want to find out more about those outcomes, well, you have to purchase the book that will be coming out and probably a program to go into further detail on yes. what I've learned. <laughs> I'm loving it. Now, we're going to wrap up and I would love to know one thing that I should have asked a lot earlier is if people are to purchase your book, what can they expect? I've given them my experience of it and, and I've shared with you before how it just, it's transformative. Like it, it melts your heart, it brings tears to your eyes and it makes you see things in you that maybe you've been trying to hide. That's my interpretation of reading that book. So what would you say as the author of the book, what can people expect from you on Be Outstanding? That even though you go through so many defining moments that are negative, um, you can come through and still have a positive life. Uh, given, And I've written some of the achievements in the front of my book and now there's more to add to it, which is awesome. Um, it's I've been highly awesome. successful, but there's also been that deep sense of sadness as well. I don't want people to feel alone in this. And I realise that loneliness is increasing. People think they're alone in this world. We're more connected than ever before. It's about reaching out and getting those people to support you. In the last two weeks or last three weeks, I've called upon some really, really close friends right now. I used to try and do things by myself or just have these really surface level friendships. Mm. And now what I realise is, no, 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 I need people who have been on a similar journey to me because that's going to help me to move forward. So if anything comes from this is if this story resonates with you, get people around you who understand what you've been through because that's going to help you with the healing process find those groups. And that's been one of the key things. When I started to network in my town and start to find people with similar groups and similar understandings, felt that sense of belonging because people understood me a little bit more on what I went through. Because people who haven't gone through it don't understand what you've gone through. 
So it's surrounding yourself with people who will champion you, people who understand, and people who see that that they have belief in you and want to support you and help you to rise. Yeah, that's wonderful. And is it? I love. I guess that the book will continue to give back. Oh, as you evolve, you know your story is always going to be there, and that's the the thing that's going to draw people to you. Exactly right. Exactly right. That story is always a part of me. And that was one thing, one thing that I did uh, a few years ago. I wrote my book and I'm like, oh, I'll just push that over there. I've done it. I'll just push I did it wonder. I wondered whether it was just going to be like, put that under that little, duck it under yeah, there now. I and did then, it. I ticked the box. Yep. Don't know, want to know. Yeah, about and it. hopefully, you know, people don't bring it up and I don't have to deal with it all. Is that, is that how you thought? <laughs> okay no that's a good thing because you know like I'm at that end I'm at that now thinking maybe no one will read that and it'll just be gone yeah no no it's still out there and what's even crazy like last year I had a bit of a spike um when I had a newspaper article come out about from me and I think about 200 books were purchased and I went oh holy dooly a lot of people know my story now and I know who knows my story so yeah a lot of professionals and a lot of people in my town probably know my story a little bit more um but yeah it was a real big spike and I'm like well can't take that down anymore it's it's out there people have that story like it's going to be shared I can't I can't hide it it's always going to be a part of me and that's the thing you have acceptance is the most important thing Mm. is yes Yes, you've done mistakes in the past, but accept who you are. Realize you only did, you only knew what you knew based on what you had learned to that time and that period of your life. Yeah. So give yourself self-compassion, give yourself empathy, give yourself that self-forgiveness. Stop being hard on yourself. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm talking to myself right now, but I know this will resonate with a lot of people. Well, it resonates with everybody. That's yeah. right. Be kind to yourself because you only did the best that you could do with what you have learned so far. And if it means that you've got to learn something new to help you to live a better lifestyle, not by default, by design, whatever that is for you so you can overcome the obstacles that you have in your life, start to delve in deep with it and go for it. Oh, we could talk for hours and hours. And it's just been, I really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being that person that decided my story was worthy of being written because people like me, we we look at people like you and, you know, you're in Australia, I'm in New Zealand, and that gives me hope. That also inspires me, but it also humanizes what my experiences are. And from the bottom of my heart, Thank you for having the courage, the bravery, and the vulnerability to be all of you, naked for the world to see, for fear of rejection, all of the haters, all of the naysayers, you did it. And you continue to inspire me from afar. You have done for years. I'm so grateful that you're in my world. I'm so grateful that, you know, you're the type of person I can just message and go blah, blah, blah. And you know, thank you for personally giving me the opportunity for getting one of my chapters out there, you know, like, and I don't know if it was the case for you, you know, I have a lot of shame around my chapter. So, you know, lucky for me, we have an amazing mentor yourself that, you know, we've got access to you for the next six months. So if anyone wants to look at writing a chapter, please reach out to Alicia. I can absolutely say that, you know, she's coached me last week and it was transformative, actually. And like that night, my head was just thinking, but it gave me the confidence to say it's okay with what I'm sharing. And I think so many of us try to hide our shame. We try to hide who, you know, we show up being that person that we want other people to like. And when I read your book, it gave me hope that the world could change. So thank you for being that person for me when I needed it the most. And it is a book that you could go back and you could read again. And now I'm so, you know, grateful and blessed that I am part of your coaching group. You're helping inspire other um, people to have their story to be heard. And I'm so grateful to be in that. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I can't wait to get this out. And I'm looking forward. I think we're going to do probably one every three to six months, honey. <laughs> and I'll be like, what have you done now? What have you done now? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be saying the same to you. <laughs> so thank you and have the most amazing rest of your day. 
and just show us your t-shirt <laughs> oh and I just want and I want to oh that looks funny it's like I've gone yeah I, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me into your proximity um proximity is power I love it I yes absolutely love we it. know that Tony Robbins well since the moment that I met you I'm like this girl is wicked she's got the same energy same drive as me I don't know what it is up the front in our things even on um even though we were virtual with tony robbins still saw you rocking it out so i want to say thank you for you know being in my proximity because Mm. it's helped me to it gives me the confidence and when you've got people like i say people to support you you don't understand how much it means to me Mm. i've gone through some dark days and having people like you in my proximity helps me to rise further so thank you for what you do and how much you help others to rise Mm. thank you so much i can't wait for next time (laughs) thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please share it with a friend or share it on the socials and don't forget to tag me on hashtag mfm mind fitness mentor and if nobody's told you today remember you are loved you matter and you are more than enough remember don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode i can't wait to see you then